Hey there! Welcome to Imperfectly Pollyanna, a podcast where we have real and honest talk while finding the positive in the imperfections, whether in homeschool, faith, health, or overall life. I am your host, Courtney, a faith-filled homeschool mom of two, certified health coach, medical professional, and eternal optimist. Today, I want to talk about some common myths and misconceptions around homeschooling. However, I wanted to address something first. I just saw an article last week about how the American Academy of Pediatrics is recommending that schools require all students and staff members to wear masks when they return to in-person learning this fall. The reasoning was because many students are not eligible to receive the COVID vaccine due to being under age 12. The FDA is not expected to make a decision on whether young children can be vaccinated until after the school year starts. The chairperson-elect of the AAP Council on School Health Executive Committee, her name is Sarah, I guess it's Bode is how you say it. She stated how it's important to use every tool in their toolbox to keep children and others safe from COVID. She said that by wearing masks... It is the most effective strategy to create consistent messages and expectations among students without the added burden of needing to monitor everyone's vaccination status. Now, as of today, when I'm recording this episode, the CDC is expected to announce the recommendation of requiring all students, regardless of vaccination status, to wear masks in grade K to 12 for this school year. Now, I have an opinion about fear, covid lies and truth and so much more surrounding these statements but my heart goes out to those who feel just flat out exhausted and just plain over it all i'm over it and i don't even send my kids to public school but when i heard the news i felt my stomach drop thinking about how frustrating that would be for both parents and children wanting to attend in person this fall it's now been well past a year of dealing with the upheaval over covid and I cannot even imagine the sheer emotional trauma that so many have endured. Sure, I get wanting to protect others. I get wanting to protect ourselves. I get needing to do things to stay healthy and free of diseases. The idea of wearing masks, vaccinating, and social distancing, it makes sense in the general idea of it. Well, when it doesn't include money, power, and control. Let's just be honest. But the idea that... By requiring everyone to wear a mask is how to create, quote, consistent messages and expectations. Expectations about what exactly? Y'all, I, I just can't. It gets me all kinds of riled up, and it's not even my kids who would be required to do this. Except for the fact that stuff rolls downhill. It's a snowball effect. We've seen it before, and we will inevitably see it again. So while it won't change how our family homeschools, it will eventually affect our extracurricular activities. And that, that is enough to make my blood boil. I am not only frustrated and fired up for my own kids, but for yours as well. As if childhood and young adulthood was not difficult enough with learning, growing, and bless it, hormones. Now let's just Keep them in a state of confusion, worry, fear, and teach them to judge their peers based on whether they are forced to wear a mask or not. Jeez, oh, Pete. Before I worked in the medical field, I worked at a daycare for over 10 years. I loved my job. Now, this was before I was a parent or even married. 
I remember that every time we got a new kiddo or teacher, they seemed to go through this phase of getting every single cold, cough, or weird and gross infection. The reason was because when you're around people in a closed environment and you've not been exposed to those diseases before, your body has to figure out how to fight it off. Your immune system has to adjust. It was always so frustrating for those who came into daycare and got sick the first few months because then they had to stay home. Same thing happens when kids go to school. They are more likely to get sick because of the same situations. Not to mention the fact that I'm not even going to get started on how we view our nutrition and how that plays an effect into our health. But I digress. Now, does that mean that we willingly put them in harm's way? Of course not. But that is the same for anything else in life. We do what we can to protect them, knowing that there's only so much we can do. But it doesn't just stop with physical harm. It should also include mental, emotional, and spiritual harm. So what happens when you get to the point when your child is at a crossroads and you have to decide what is best for them? That's the thing. You should get to decide as the parent, the one who has their best interest at heart, the one who saw them come into this world, taught them to eat, walk, brush their teeth, dress themselves, and ride their bike, the one who is with them throughout their lives even when others come and go. The decision should be up to you as to what is best for them until they are of the age to decide. And don't even get me started on those who think 11-year-olds should get to decide what is best for them and not their parent. Whew, Lord. Now we ask, what do you do then as a parent when others are trying to make the decision for you when it comes to what is best? Easy. You don't let them. You stand up and you say enough is enough. Does this mean your child is going to be excited about it? Nope, not necessarily. Sure, they might feel relieved because after all, they are not tiny adults. They are not meant to make adult-sized decisions. Some may feel relieved and others may feel angry or embarrassed. They don't understand. Even when you include them in facts, information, all the things, their brains are not developed enough to understand every single thing. Shoot, I'm 42 years old and I still don't understand it all. After all, it's supposed to be a life of learning, right? When it comes down to it, it's about the freedom to do what we feel is best. For us, that means we homeschool. It works for us. Even on the not-so-great-want-to-pull-my-hair-out days, it means starting over when something isn't working. It means adjusting expectations and finding a way to persevere. Both of my kids are in competitive gymnastics. Sports are such a great way to emphasize other areas of life. The kids learn about self-discipline, focus, teamwork, perseverance. That can be said for homeschooling as well. Life lessons happen while you're doing life. There are so many misconceptions about homeschooling, from needing to be a certain level of knowledge, to having to stay home full-time, to the age-old question of, but however will they socialize? I thought I would address some of those myths and misconceptions today. Maybe you've heard them. Maybe you've thought them. Or maybe you've not even thought about them. But here we are talking about them regardless. So let's get started, shall we? Misconception number one is that homeschool is the same as school at home. This is such a big thing, especially when it was 2020 and everybody was going to virtual or a hybrid and they thought, oh, we're homeschooling. But 
in reality, homeschooling looks completely different than virtual school or public school at home. See, all kids learn differently. And homeschooling allows us the freedom to take our time and finding out what that is. What is their way to learn? What works? We can switch it up. We can go at a pace that works for each child. It's not sitting at a desk for eight hours. It's not taking a bunch of tests. Now, there are plenty of curriculums out there for homeschoolers that they do have tests as part of their curriculums, but not everyone does tests that's a homeschooling family. We do not do tests as a homeschooling family. We master a skill and we move on. And it takes a lot of stress out of it. I was a horrendous test taker growing up. I'm still a horrendous test taker. Whenever I have to take tests for my certifications, my license, I get super stressed out at the idea of even taking the test. And it's not because I don't know the stuff, because I do. I just stink at taking them. And I think that a lot of people can relate to that. How many times did you stress out growing up whenever you had to take like the CAT or SAT or ISTEP and oh my goodness, all those acronyms and you, you knew that you had to do well on that. There was so much pressure. And homeschooling, we don't have to have that pressure. You can take them if you want to, but it's not going to hold you back in your future. Did you know that you don't have to take those in order to go to college now, depending on what college or university you want to go to? In fact, a lot of colleges and universities actually prefer to have homeschoolers be a part of their community because They've learned on a, on a different way. They've learned a different way of life and they know how to study on their own. And they just, it's just different. It really is. It's just different. And so whenever they, everybody was doing virtual school in 2020, I had several friends that their children were doing public school at home and they would have to be logged in by 8 a.m. in the morning and they would not get done except for a lunch break until about 2 to 3 p.m. in the afternoon. How many of us as adults can sit down and focus and not only focus but retain what we're learning or what we're reading or doing whenever we're at work for that long amount of time? None of us. I'm telling you, none of us. So why would we expect a child to be able to do that? Sure, there are some that they're successful in that and that's great, but the large majority of kids, it just doesn't work. So... Homeschool is different from public school at home because you're learning in life at homeschooling. Public school at home is that you're still being held to those same expectations that you were in a classroom. It's just that you're sitting in front of a computer screen all day instead of sitting in front of a teacher. So misconception number two is that homeschoolers are weird and unable to socialize. I have heard that question so many times of, well, I would homeschool, but like, what about the socialization factor? How will they socialize? How do your kids socialize? Would you rather your child learn about growing up from someone their own age or someone that has been through it? Your children are socializing with you on a regular basis. Unless you're one of those parents that doesn't really like their kid and doesn't ever see them. But if you're listening to this, I have a feeling that you love your child. (laughs) So... If you think about whenever you were in school, did you have people, those students in class, whether you were friends with them or not, or maybe it was you, that they were things, they were seen as being weird, peculiar, different, nerdy, whatever, you know, what the outsider, right? A child is not weird based on where they do school. 
there are just so many people that they're going to grow up being awkward people in general. How many business people do you know that they're just they're just different? You talk to somebody and they're not bad. They're good people. They're just awkward. They're awkward at socializing. What about introverts? There are plenty of introverts that could be seen as being awkward, weird people. And it's just because they're introverted people. So that has nothing to do with how you were schooled, whether you were homeschooled or public schooled or somewhere in between. People are just weird in general. And that's okay. I would rather my kids be able to talk to and get along with and converse with people of all ages and not just kids that they're the same age. Now, sure, it's great to have people your own age growing up. I'm not, I'm not like doubting that. I'm not putting that down at all. But whenever it comes to socializing, my kids socialize through all of our activities with my husband and I, with extended family, through our extracurricular activities, our co-ops and classes and everything that we do, they're socializing all the time. We socialize whenever we go to the grocery store. We socialize whenever we have to run out and do another errand. There's so much socializing going on versus sitting in a classroom for eight hours. And the only time that you can talk to your peer is at recess or lunch. And in 2020, there was several times that I heard so many stories of how they couldn't even talk to each other at lunch. They had to just hurry up. They were separated. They couldn't sit next to each other. So how are they socializing in class whenever they can't talk to each other? There is no socializing at all. So there you go. Misconception number three that is that you, you need to have an educational degree or a certain type of education to properly teach your child. I get it. I do. I started out thinking, like, there's no way I'm going to make it past fourth grade math <laughs> teaching my kids because fourth grade was whenever I really started struggling with test taking. I always struggled with math. It was just that some years were worse than others. And my thought was, what will I do whenever, like, I can teach my kid to read and to learn addition and subtraction and some multiplication. I'm, like, super pumped to teach the nine times table. My son learned it the same way that I did because I taught him how, and it's super cool and fun. But you get me past that, and I was panicking at the beginning. I was like, what, how am I going to do that whenever I get to that spot? I am not educated enough. I don't have a teaching degree did you have to get a teaching degree in order to teach your child how to walk? How to eat solid food? No, you didn't. You just did it, right? You found a way to do it and you did it. And in today's day and age, you can figure out how to do anything you want. You do not have to be a certain level of IQ to be able to teach your child. You just don't. Yes, there are several people that they have teaching degrees. My sister-in-law has a teaching degree, and she homeschools all four of her children. And so, of course, like, she's great at what she does. But you don't have to have that degree to do it. That's such false information. And speaking of false information, let's talk about misconception number four and my final one for today is that you have to be a stay-at-home parent. You have to be patient, organized perfectly, including a planner, and appear to quote unquote, have it all together. Bless it. If you have listened to any of my podcasts, you know, I am very open about how hot mess of it I am. <laughs> and that's in every area of my life. Sure, I, 
I wish sometimes that I was better at doing certain things. I wish that I was more organized. I wish that I was more timely. And I can constantly work towards those goals. It's not like I'm like, oh, well, I'm just not a planner. So I'm just not ever going to plan. No, it doesn't mean that you just kind of throw your hands up in the air. And (laughs) I mean, it was like, it doesn't mean that you throw your hands up in the air and wave them like you just don't care. Okay, there's your little chuckle for today. But you don't have to be that ideal parent that you have in your head of what a homeschool family and parent, mother, whatever looks like in your head. Because I would be willing to bet that that ideal person that you have in your head, there is not one single homeschool family that looks like that at all. Even if they look like it on social media, behind the scenes, I'm telling you, it's not all rainbows and unicorns and butterflies. The thought that you have to be a stay-at-home parent, I work full-time. I work 24-hour shifts and I work 24 hours on, 24 hours off. I do that for three days in a row and then I'm off for four days. And that constantly rotates 365 days of the year. My husband works full time. He travels sometimes for his job. He used to travel even more. And you can do that. I have a full time job in the medical field. I run a health and wellness business. We homeschool. We do all the activities. For a while there, for several years, I was in a country rock and blues band. (laughs) We're not happening right now ever since thanks to 2020, but I was doing that. And that's not to brag on me saying, look at me doing it all because it's hard to juggle all that stuff. But that's what it comes down to is that you don't have to be a stay-at-home mom. We do school around my schedule. Now that my kids are older, there are some things that they can do while I'm at work and they can knock it out and it's fine. But whenever I'm home, then those are school days as well. And we try to do it mostly year round so that we can take breaks whenever we want to. And that really takes the stress off of it. We are not doing school eight hours a day. It might take us, you know, anywhere from two to four hours. It just depends on which kid and what the subject is that day that we're doing. And then we're done. And it's fun. And it's freedom. And it's not me staying at home all day. Now, are my dishes always washed? Are the clothes always done and put away? You know, is there absolutely no drop of dog fur on any of the couches? Okay. I feel like that's a rhetorical question. So I'm just going to let you know that just in case it's no. Like, no. Most of the time my sink is full of dishes because it's just ongoing. And laundry is ongoing because, hello, we're living life. And my dogs are my dogs and they're part of the family. And we vacuum and we dust. But our house is not all put together. In fact, I don't really like for people to come over to my house, if we're being honest, because it's such a a mess that it's embarrassing. But we are living life. And we've prioritized the important things. There are just so many things that I thought prior to choosing to homeschool. And to be perfectly honest, I still worry about some of the ones I've mentioned. Being homeschoolers doesn't mean all is well and perfect and ideal. There are still times when I question what we're doing. There are moments when comparison happens. Is my child learning the right things? Do they measure up to their peers? Should I be doing the same curriculum as someone else because it seems to be working so well for them? Comparison, worry, fear, all things that happen when you first start looking at homeschooling, but I have never heard someone say they regret their choice. There are so many wonderful things that come with the choice to homeschool that 
when those moments of doubt and worry start to creep in, you have to make the decision to find the good and hang on to it. See, the reality of misconception one was that homeschool is not the same as school at home. The good from that is that I don't want homeschool to look like school. I love that I can experience life right alongside my kids and watch them in the moment when something clicks for them to laugh with the stories we read together, to squeal with them when we see how an experiment works, and to celebrate as we learn things together. Things I never knew or have forgotten or I get to learn in a new way. The reality of misconception number two is that kids are weird no matter where they are educated. So are adults. The good is that who wants to really fit in anyway? I know that sounds so cliche, but it's the truth. Everyone is weird It just depends on who's saying who is weird in the moment that makes a difference. The good is that we get to embrace and celebrate our differences. Plus, when the kids are in an environment that normalizes their abilities, characteristics, personalities, and preferences, then they know that the way they are is is not anything less than perfect. Plus, there is so much to do as far as activities do. You will find yourself saying that you may be socializing just too much. (laughs) The reality of misconception number three is that there is nothing that you cannot figure out when it comes to having the knowledge to teach your kid. The good is that in those moments when you struggle, when you aren't sure you can teach a subject because it's not your strong suit, the good is that your kids get to see you struggle and work through it. They see you as someone who is still learning, even as an adult, and it helps them to realize they don't have to know everything all at the same time. They can grow a lifetime of loving to learn. And the reality of misconception number four is that you can work full-time, part-time, work from home, or have home life be your only full-time job and still be able to have a successful homeschool family. You can homeschool no matter what your life looks like. Now, does it mean you may have to make some sacrifices? Yes. Does it mean you may have to go looking for help to figure it out? Also, yes. The best things in life truly are worth fighting for and figuring out. The good thing about working so hard to figure it out when the answer isn't obvious, you get the result of knowing you did the best thing for your family, despite the roadblocks. You can hold on to the pride of working hard at something that you believe in. There will always be haters, doubters, naysayers, no matter what you do in life, no matter what your kids do in life. People judge things that they don't understand. Sometimes those people who are judging us are ourselves. When making a decision or following through with one, we need to weigh the risk versus benefit. I've heard that a lot in the medical field, but it can be said with life overall. Is the risk of deciding to follow your conviction worth the benefit? I can tell you that if we were talking face-to-face right now, my answer would be a resounding yes I truly believe anyone can homeschool if given the right resources and support. And that's why you have me. So what is it that's holding you back? What are your concerns? What is your perception of homeschool? Who do you know that would love to but just deals with one or more of the misconceptions we've talked about today? I am hoping this podcast finds those needing encouragement, support, and community. If that's you, you found a friend. If you know of someone who would enjoy being a part, I'd love for you to share it with them. I am planning to go into more talks about homeschooling in future episodes, so if you know someone wanting to homeschool 
or who need some encouragement, please, please send them my way. I hope you'll continue showing up as we find the good together. Remember, you are loved, and I am so glad you're here. See you next time.